Hey! Hi, this is Dr. Christine. And Dr. Colin. And we are your co-hosts for the exciting new podcast called Love, Love Scrubs, Scrubs, and Stories, where we dive deep into the world of dating and relationships and go beyond the people wearing the white coats, the scrubs, and the stethoscopes. Come join us on this journey where we engage in dialogue and share stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and triumphs. And we also navigate our professional lives with our hearts on our sleeves. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification button to stay up to date on all future episodes. And, and we, we look, look forward, forward to, to seeing, seeing you inside. inside. What's going on? Welcome back to the Love Scrubs and Stories podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dr. Christine Nguyen. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And so if this is your first time joining the podcast, just wanted to let you know that this is actually part two of an episode that we had, you know, recorded. So if you I would encourage you to go back and listen to part one first, and it's going to be totally worth your while and then and then catch up on that and then come back here and join us for part two. And it's going to guarantee you so much practice, so much value and insights that it's going to be really worth your time to check it out. All right, guys, we'll see you inside. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, first days can be very nerve wracking, right? So like, wh- what are you, uh, what are your thoughts? Like, what are your experience or actually, your, you know, that you feel um, would make a good like first impression, like tips that you can have and ensure that second date is in the cards, especially with the recommendation that we should really, you know, try and not just, you know, simply rely on that first date and try and advance, move forward to the second date. Yeah, um, well, when it comes to the swiping, I would say it's really difficult, but try to take your emotions out of it. When you're using the major, you know, dating platforms, Bumble, Hinge, all of those, there's so many people on there. Not everybody is there looking for what you're looking for. Not everyone is going to be kind. Some people are there only for intimacy. Some people are there for boredom. During the pandemic, when we were all at home, there was a huge influx of people going to dating apps with no true intention of dating. They didn't know it. They mm. didn't do it on purpose, but there was a lot of flake, what young people call flaking, where people were mm. matching and not really locking in dates. So don't take anything personal. And I like to tell, tell people, uh, don't spend too much time getting ready on the first date. Unfortunately, Unless you, the, the person that is planning the date has, you know, sent you a reservation at a time and all this stuff, don't assume the date is happening. Sort of protect your heart because there are so many people. I personally am a huge advocate of doing a FaceTime or some sort of, you know, FaceTiming video conferencing platform before the date. You don't know if the person is really who's pictured you don't know if there's going to be something awkward that that person does or says. I've definitely had a lot of faces where I made up my mind if I was going to go on a date or not. So that's, let's just put that out of the way. But once you are on the date, I would say, and of course, you know, um, if the, the date screening is process, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Screening process, then please go get ready, do everything. But I, for instance, on my first date, I don't spend hours getting ready. Like most people are young. Most people are beautiful. They don't need hours of makeup. Like I wouldn't do that. I don't know. You're not going to go on a trip on your first date. Um, so the more investment you make before meeting somebody, the more disappointed you could be. So just think of it as a friendly, you know, meetup. I would say for the men, it's important to understand that as much as you want to do something or say something that's right, in the end, the research shows that when women, women feel secure and they feel that they're with someone trusting, they're more likely to open up. 
So they're going to be in a relationship with somebody that treats them well, even though that takes time to build up. And that is not the same as flirting. Flirting is instant and we like that. But I would tell the men to, you know, keep the love bombing down. You don't want to love, oh my God, you're beautiful. This is that. You're the one I've been waiting for. That is going to turn off a woman that recognizes red flags. That's not normal to send that much love and attention to somebody, right? So you want to just hear them. Oh, what do you do? Have genuine interest. Oh, really? You do that during your volunteer time. What made you get into that? The more genuine interest you have, the more safe that person is going to feel, right? So this podcast is about forming a relationship. I'm not going to tell you here how to, you know, do hookups, but (laughs) that could be a different podcast. But if you allow the man, allow the woman to feel security and trust, they're more likely to go on a second date with you. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, I I have two questions. I have two questions for you, Marjan. Number one, may I ask, are you currently single or you're in a committed relationship? I am in a committed relationship currently. Okay. Yes. So my second question is we were talking about trends and statistics Which one of those did you feel, did you use any of them, right? Because you love them, right? Did you use any of them that contributed to your current relationship? Yes, a lot of them. Okay. (laughs) So my partner is within four years of my age. So I was like, yes, that wouldn't have been a deal breaker. Yeah. (laughs) That wouldn't have been a deal breaker. But yes, when he does something that I'm like, oh, yes. We have a better chance of this working out. Oh, yeah. It's just like fun. For me, it's fun. And I do share it with him. He's like, cool, great. You know? Oh, my God. I love this. And then I know. I know. What's interesting is he also likes facts and statistics. So when I tell him, he's actually like loves it. And again, we have this commonality. And then he shares facts and statistics that I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's so amazing. So we're, we're a bit nerdy in that regard. But again, that has to do with the commonalities. Both of us work out regularly, like at least five days a week. We try to work out every day, though. So we did find somebody that was compatible with us in multiple regards. Oh, we're both we both have a plant based diet. So the more again, I wasn't I didn't have to date somebody. I believe that with time, if somebody were to hang out with me and sort of and um, learn about the topic of plant-based medicine or veganism that they may convert convert but it wasn't something that was on my checklist that was just amazing to to find so again more commonalities um and then uh we went on a first date and i friend zoned him so i thought he wasn't for me yes i thought he wasn't for me i judge so um again it had to do with the fact that little things. I thought he wasn't that interested in me. Again, he was, he was a great listener, but there was, I would, I also like, you know, old school shiver chivalry and he wasn't opening all the doors and things like that for me. Later, I would come to find out he also was trying to get to know me. And I was this, you know, independent physician. So he also was like, if I were leading, he would allow me to lead. Like he didn't know uh, how much to put forth on the first day, how much independence to give. So he was like trying to read me as well. Oh. Fair, completely fair. And it was a lunchtime date and he had like dressed up for the date and I wasn't that dressed up for the, I mean, I had my hair and makeup done, but like I was wearing more casual because it was a daytime. So 
So he also thought like, oh, maybe she's not that into me. So look at mm. all of this judgment we had on the first date. So we become friends. And, and, and plus, becoming, right? Plus what oh, you were saying. Yes. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but plus, I was thinking about one of your statistics is like, don't spend too much time <laughs> on a first date. And so maybe yeah. you were following that, you know, rule. Well, who, who uh, designated you know, it as lunch, him or you? It was me. But I think that, again, we didn't, uh, we didn't plan it out. We didn't plan like what we were doing afterwards or beforehand. And I thought like I had a cute sporty outfit on. But he was like dressed up for again, he was trying to be respectful. Again, you think he was being chivalrous and I wasn't. You know, I wasn't being that romantic. So again, like we just didn't have it was the first date. It was the first date. There was things we didn't like. We talked about which restaurant where, but we didn't talk beyond that. Did I did do a FaceTime with him. I'm huh? curious. Did he did he did he feel like that was poor effort or no? Because you were later he told casually. me, he's like, Yeah, I thought you weren't that interested. You weren't like very dressed up. By the way, I'm Persian, so any Persians listening will be shocked. I was dressed up, but not with heat as he was. I wasn't dressed like we were going to dinner. Relatively. You know, it was like a warm California day. Right. Day. So he actually joined my friend circle. I would, like, invite him out as a friend. And he actually came. He, Yeah, he came. He would come hang out. And I have to tell you, for, like, the next two months, everyone would tell me, hey, your new friend, he's so cool. Oh, your new friend. Oh. Oh, I exchanged numbers with him. He's beta testing my new app. Oh, your friend, he invited me out to like, he made so many friends in my circle and had outdoor activities and everybody would tell me there's such positive comments about him. And again, and then we had another time where we were, there were times we were hanging out in a group. I didn't even like, I didn't see him as anything romantic. Then there was a day he was in Orange County and he's like, oh, do you want to hang out? I'm like, sure, let's hang out. We had dinner plans which I dressed up in a dress. And when I showed up, he complimented me on my outfit. And I was like, I was like, wait, that was a friend. It, so you didn't, so you didn't, yeah, think it, was, it, it was, was a friend. Day. It was like, in your mind. It right. was just like a friendly, like get together. Wait, wait, what did he say? Wait, wait, what did he say? What did he, he say? Said, I walked in and he went, you look lovely. <laughs> Oh, oh like, in his eyes. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I think this is the date now. Or I think this is about to turn oh. into a date. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest is history. It's history. Yeah, oh. we've been dating. It's about four or five months. He really, you know what he did? He gave me security and trust. He... Mm. He was, first of all, he felt safe. He, he was felt safe cool around with him. the fact that we were friends. He didn't push it. He was like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm going to have a good time. And he still, he had a good time hanging out in group settings with me. He had a good time hanging out with my friends on his own. He just, he's someone that like takes, you know, like takes life by the horn. And, you know, he was one of those people. And I didn't mm. see that. I First date, you can't see that. He also didn't see, you know, the what he, if he was here and he was saying nice things about me, a lot of those things he he, he didn't see on the first date there's either. There's no context. There's no context. I right. love. Uh, I, I right. there's two things to this. I number one, I love how you literally have a friend zone. You <laughs> she literally has a friend zone. Like she has a circle of friends. Well, more um, of the story. Go on the second yeah. date. Go on the second date is what you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. and Go and the um, date. and yeah. the fact. Yeah. And the fact that I think the security, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the security and trust built up because he actually came 
to all these different outings and, you know, and you had social proof, like you had your friends, you know, said like, that's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. So that kind of like layer upon each other and that kind of like built. And then that's probably how you built up trust and rapport with him. Yes, absolutely. So by the time we started dating, there was already trust there, you know, some, some trust, right. There's a different level of intimacy when it's just the two of you. Um, yeah. And then we're still together because he, he has a lot of green flags. He's just a very Mm. selfless person. And, you know, a lot of people will talk about how women will ignore the nice guy. You know, we, we've heard this. It's in every movie that they like the bad boys. I'm going to tell you right now, that may be the case for the inexperienced person in their early 20s. They don't know what they want. They're looking at social media and movies and they're like, yeah, bad boy. The minute women hit their 30s, they want a nice guy. There is no part of them that wants the bad boy. Christine can agree with you on this. And Absolutely. he was the ultimate he was a nice guy, made me feel safe and secure. And, it, you know, and now, now we're, you know, dating exclusively. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. And I can't, I think if you talk to like any woman, I mean, we, we always emphasize the importance of safety for women. If you can make women feel safe, if you can make women feel comfortable, if you can make women feel seen and validated. And obviously, you know, these are all important things for men as well. But for sure, you know, the safety piece is very, very important for women. Yeah. 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 I would probably say to this, and this is probably a whole nother podcast episode, is that the difference, The what I heard this beautifully um, articulated in another podcast, is that the biggest difference between a bad boy and a nice guy is the fact that a nice guy, a perceived nice guy, doesn't know how to establish boundaries. So a, a bad boy, you know, knows how to establish boundaries. Like, no, I don't want you to come over. No, I don't want this. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it my own way, blah, blah, blah. And a nice guy is just going to, is like a yes man. Like they'll just say yes to everything. So the underlying pinnings is actually nice guys don't know how to establish boundaries you know and um i i was always fascinated with like what hmm. is the main differences with it yeah you know that is so fascinating. but based off wow. of what you said i kind hmm. of feel like you're saying that females in their 20s like just kind of went through their slew of you know i guess just guys right and then they may been able to like gain experience of all these these guys, right? And you could put them in the category of like, oh, they're just assholes and douches and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you realize like, what do you actually want for yourself? And how do you want to be treated and um, taken care of? You know, it goes back to that security piece. Yeah. And aside from the gen, I mean, the age part, right? Because certainly, you know, we all like have different levels of experience with dating, you know? And so I think we all kind of need to go through that process and trying to figure out, you know, who's the best person for me, but, you know, but in order to get there, you got to know yourself first, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, who are you, you know, before you can say, you know, who is my, you know, the ideal match. Um, yeah. So this has been very fascinating, Marjan. Um, Colin, did you have other questions that you wanted to, to ask or no. anything else? Like, no. yeah, but as much as I would love to continue, but um, I was just curious, like, do you have any like predictions for uh, future trends in the oh, dating relationship uh, yeah. realm what, I, I mean, emerging patterns or shifts in yeah if you have yes. to like look in the crystal ball or david curtis because it sounds like you're well connected 
Um, yeah. Folks who um, know a lot some... about statistics. What do you think? Yeah, they're not all great, but let's start with the good, good, which is, okay, we had this influx of people going on dating apps during the pandemic. And a lot of people were just bored. And there were so many people flaking. And it was a really bad experience for a lot of people for two years. And I didn't meet anybody during the first two years of the pandemic that had a relationship from a dating app, you know, long term. I will say the last six months, I'm finally meeting people that are on dating apps again and leading to relationships. So there was, so I am seeing and I am seeing people try. I am a huge fan of doing things other than the three to four main popular dating apps. There's just so many people on it. I love when people do niche dating apps. So for instance, I tried a vegan dating app since I'm vegan. I found that while there were a, a smaller cohort of people on the apps, they're very niche apps. Only 1% of the world population is vegan. Uh, I think it's like 5% out here in Orange County, but it's still very low. So the numbers were low, but the content of the dates was so much better. I had like deep conversations with everybody I went, went with on the dates. Almost everybody that I went on a date from the vegan dating app was some sort of acquaintance afterwards. And I, I knew you're off, you have a... You have, yes, you have a app, a white coat romance. So anytime there's a niche app that is of your culture, of your profession, of something, you know, we have dating apps for um, Jewish people, Christian mingle. They're not perfect. You know, it's still, there's people that go on the apps just for, you know, hookups and they're not actually seeking relationships, but I love those. Overall trend is dating apps are not going anywhere. More people are going to try it. At least, uh, I think three out of 10 people now that are meeting are meeting from a dating app. And at least seven out of 10 people are on a dating app at some point while they're single. Now, the only negative trend is we are seeing a trend of people being single and remaining single. And that has to do with just a trend of more people, you know, that are indoors and the more less people going outside. We have a lot more gamers. We have a lot. I even heard um, a talk that was saying this current generation that grew up with the Internet, millennials and Gen Z, that 93 percent of their free time. So excluding time that you're shy eating, getting ready for work, all of that 93% of their free time is in front of a, some form of a screen. Yeah. Wow, so to me, that's, that, that's, that's an alarming crazy. statistic. So yeah, Ooh. we're seeing a rise of, we're also seeing a rise of incels. We're seeing a rise of, you know, young men that are sort of having uh, mental illness and sort of breaking down and choosing violence. So that's happening. Those numbers are on the rise, which is why, you know, making sure that a woman is feeling secure and trying to provide her with honesty is probably going to get you much farther in the relationship game as we go forward. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I think the whole conversation has been enlightening, you know, and I appreciate you sharing, you know, your status and, mm -hmm. you know, anecdotes from your own dating, you know, uh, life and stuff like that. And it's very interesting, especially, you know, as you know, the, you know, we're both, you know, uh, Christine and I are both single and we meet a lot of people that are committed as, as well as single. Um, and then our niche of just healthcare professionals, very, very fascinating stuff. Christine, do you have any like last words before uh, we close out with her? 
I mean, yeah, appreciate you so much for coming on um, and sharing with us like your your wealth of knowledge and um, your experience and also your your wonderful love story. That's just so wonderful to hear. And I know you're you know, you're so amazing and like you you're involved in so many things, especially the the most recent um project with the uh, athlete think tank. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that? Or is there any other projects or any endeavors that you have on the horizon that you'd like to promote or share with um, our audience? And who may be interested in following uh, you? Yeah, absolutely. I am a dermatologist. I go by my first name. So anyone can follow me, Dr. Marjan, that's D-R dot M-A-R-J-O-N. I also run athlete think tank. It started last year. It's a social group. Uh, where athletes and entrepreneurs who are into athleticism meet quarterly. We host a dinner just for people to share ideas and get to know each other in the community. We started out in Orange County and we're expanding this year to San Diego and Los Angeles. I also just last year became the dermatologist for Project Blueprint. That's an anti-aging and longevity study. And the gentleman, the entrepreneur that runs that, Brian Johnson, He has a lot of community meetups that he's starting to, and you can um, find those meetups online if you want to find a community of people to just do fun workouts with or talk about, you know, healthy subjects. So um, you can find that on the Project Blueprint website. If you please do follow Athlete Think Tank on Instagram, it's literally that's the title of our page, Athlete Think Tank, and um, feel free to join and you can see if there's events in your area. And I just want to get, tell anybody that you can, at any point in your life, change the trajectory and do whatever it is that you want to do, especially if it's something positive for yourself. I personally did not have a workout routine or anything that I did consistently for my body before the pandemic. I started working out during the pandemic and I became fit only after the pandemic. And now I work out every day and run an athlete group. So. At any point in your life, you can turn things around and, you know, you can start dating, you can have a community of friends, you can work out, do whatever it is that you want for yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. I love how we're, you know, rounding this out and closing out with on a good note in terms of community, because at the end of the day, you know, what, you know, Christine has created, what I've created with the chef doc, you know, it's really about that love, that synergy and, you know, just, uh, you know, sharing sharing those uh, values and beliefs and just being amongst each other, you know, at the end of the day. And that's what we need more of is just more love all around. So thank you so, so much for, you know, uh, your time and everything that you're doing. So I think that's great. Well said, Thank you both, both for hosting and inviting me. Happy to be on anytime. (laughs) guys uh thank you so so much for watching this if you like this please like uh comment and subscribe and if you think that this is a benefit for someone else please let them know and until then please say goodbye to dr bajan bye bye everyone until next time (laughs) bye-bye hey guys thank you so much for watching and listening to this channel if you enjoyed this please like comment and subscribe and if you felt like this was a benefit for someone else please let them know as well. As a reminder, this channel does not offer medical advice. All opinions expressed are ours and our guests only. It is for general informational purposes only and does not replace professional healthcare services. Please consult your own healthcare provider for any medical issues you may have. Until the next episode, whether you're in and out of your scrubs, please remember to love yourself and others and lead with kindness. Bye. Bye.